All right, good morning, everybody. Hey, guys in the back, if you care anything about here, come up this way because I'm not going to yell too, too loud this morning. It's good to be back with you this morning. Um, but those that uh, I met, I've met some new people over the last few weeks, few months, or whatever. You probably never even heard me teach. I've been on break since uh, May 29th. I hadn't taught since May 29th. Hey, they you you ain't got to get them quiet. That's fine. They want to talk, they can talk. Um, but I haven't talked since May 29th, so I'm excited. I just needed a, a break and a reset. That's the first time I've taken a break like that in about 20 years. So enjoyed that. And I'm going to go and say this: there's not many places that the pastor can take a break that long and have better teaching than when they were there. Man, we had some good ones. I mean, they poured into us good teaching. So thank you to all those that taught. Uh, it was such a blessing to me uh, just being poured into and just being under their teaching. So I'm so thankful for that. And greatly appreciate your patience uh, just taking that break as well. Uh, so I appreciate it. Uh, can I get an amen for this homemade pulpit this morning? How about that? That not look good. I like it. Best pulpit uh, in town this morning, I promise you. So I want to tell you, eventually I'm going to, if you remember way, way back in May, I was teaching a series on faith and it was out of Hebrews 11, okay? Probably going to get back there eventually, but I wanted to share a message that was fresh on my heart. I've been doing a thing lately that's so uniquely helpful, and I'm going to tell you what it is. This is huge secret. If you want to improve your life, I'm going to give you a step that's helped me, and this is going to be so just mind-boggling, Okay. Read your Bible. It's been so helpful, okay? Not that I haven't read my Bible. I do read my Bible, but a lot of times it's when I'm reading it to prepare to teach or something like that or reading it very quickly in the morning. But I've started a program where I'm going through the whole Bible in a year and just taking these big chunks of Scripture and just reading for the fact of reading. And this is unbelievable. But in God's Word, I've been reading and He's been speaking. Isn't it funny how that works, right? It's pretty simple. We know that, and it's a common practice, but in that, I've been reading, and I just finished uh, Isaiah, but a few weeks back, I was in a book, Second Kings, okay? Now, I've read, I, I've even been in seminary where I had to read the whole Bible in a very short period of time, okay? So I've read the Old Testament through and through. I've read it a couple of times through. You ever read the Bible and a story just kind of comes alive? You know, like you've read it a bunch of times, you've heard it, but depending on where you're at in life, that season of life, it just hits different. Anybody ever experienced that? You just read it and say, man, I've read that verse a million times, but today it just sounds different. Not that it means something different, but to where you are and where you're at, it just really, really does uh, hit in a different way. So that's where I'm at today. I was reading this story in 2 Kings. Now, I want to ask you this question. If you, uh, a lot of you guys are on our Facebook, you've seen this, you may have seen the message. I asked a question this week Are you in need of healing? Now, whether you saw that or not, I'm asking you the question now before we get into the word Are you in need of healing? All right, I want you to think about that. That could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be spiritual, it could be addiction, it could be any number of things. Are you in need of healing? All right? Before we read the scripture, I want to ask a question from the most famous preacher who's ever preached, the best preacher who's ever preached. It's a man by the name of Jesus Christ. All right? 
Here's what he says. He asked a guy in the middle of the pool of Bethesda. Do you remember this story? It's a pool that would get supposedly by legend stirred up by angels. And if you could just dip in the water, you could be healed from any kind of ailment. And there was this man that had been crippled laying there for a long time. And he just, he couldn't make it to the pool. Right? You remember the story? But Jesus asked him such an unbelievable question. He asked the man that's sitting there laying at a place for healing. And he asked him this one question. Do you want to be healed? Kind of silly if you think about it. It's like, yeah, Jesus, I want to be healed. I'm laying here crippled. I'm trying to get to the water. You see me trying to get to the water. I got nobody helping. Of course I want to be healed. I want to ask you this question this morning. Are you in need of healing? But also, do you want to be healed? you got to think about that as we read today's Word. It's going to tie in, I promise. I want you to think about that, though, in the light of reading this story in the Old Testament. I'm going to read the first 14 verses of chapter 5 of 2 Kings, and then I'm going to read the last couple of verses in the message as well. I just I love how it reads this morning. So hang with me as we read from the Word this morning. So Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master in high favor, because by him the Lord had given great victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Everybody know what a leper is? Not a leopard like Michael Scott on The Office is, but a leper. All right? A leper, a skin disease. A disease so bad that when people would walk through the town, they had to yell, by law, unclean, unclean, so people could steer the other direction. All right? So a leper. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. It says, now the Syrians on one of their raids had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel and she worked in the service of Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, would that my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria. He would cure him of this leprosy. So Naaman went and told his Lord and thus so spoke the girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you Naaman my servant, that you may cure him of his leprosy. And when the king of Israel read the letter, He tore his clothes. That sounds kind of weird, but that was back in the day. That was this sign of mourning or distress or repentance or or something like that. So the king reads this and it says that he tears his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that man sends word to me to cure a man of leprosy? So he sends it to the most powerful man, the king. The king says, "What am I? How am I going to heal somebody of leprosy? He tears his clothes. He's like, This is going to be bad. It's going to cause war if I can't do what this king of Syria is saying. He said, only consider and see how he is seeking a quarrel with me. Thought it was a trap. He's trying to bring me in and start a war. But there was a man named Elisha. Not Elijah, but Elisha, one of the prophets. It said, this man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes. And he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Let him come now to me that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses, with his chariots, and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan 
seven times and your flesh shall be restored and you will be clean. But listen to this. You got it. It says this. So this is starting at verse nine. It said, so Naaman with his horses and chariots arrived in style. I'm from McCall, Alabama. Excuse me. I'm wearing camouflage today. I, I got kind of silly illustrations. Anybody ever watch wrestling and see Ric Flair? You know who Ric Flair is. Herman, I know you've seen it, right? He walked down the aisle in this like, you know, road, right? I mean, what message? Go to the River Jordan. Immerse yourself seven times. You're healed and you will be as good as new. Naaman lost his temper. He spun around saying, I thought he'd personally come out and meet me. Call on the name of God. Wave his hand over the disease spot and get rid of the disease. The Damascus rivers are cleaner by far than any of the rivers in Israel. Why not bathe in them? I'd at least get clean. He stomped off mad as a hornet. I, I love that. But his servants caught up with him and said, Father, if the prophet not a man, woman, or child here that doesn't need healing in some way. I want you to let that sink in because you may be sitting there. I may be standing here when I ask the question, do you need healing? And the first thing is, no, I'm good. I want to tell you that's pride. If you really examine yourself. Now, some of you on the other side say, are you kidding me? I need a boatload of healing. Right? I, I need healing every kind of way. You said physical. Yeah, I got ailments. You said emotional. I got tons of stuff going on in my head. Spiritual. I'm not even sure I know who God is or He knows me. So yeah, I need healing, Keith. I would much rather you honestly be there than at a place where you say, I don't need anything. I'm good. That's a da more dangerous spot in my opinion. Everybody here, no matter how buttoned up or or clean, or, or you feel like they got it together. Everybody here needs healing in some kind of way. may not be revealed to us yet. It may not be as blatantly obvious as saying, oh yeah, it's this spot. But some of you, when I asked that question this week, even on Facebook, if you saw it, said, yep, I need healing. I need it right away. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how. I don't know the, the protocol. I don't know what God's going to do. But I want you to think about it. There's not one of us here that doesn't wounds, scars, loss, addiction, insecurity, needs, wants, whatever. The list could go on and on. I'm going to give you the short story here this morning. If you got to leave early, I want you to at least hear this. The first step to healing is Jesus. First step is meeting Him, having a relationship with Him. That's the ultimate healing. Like That's the thing that takes everything and makes it right. Doesn't mean all our problems will be gone, but for eternity, Jesus takes care of everything. And so the first step is meeting him. I hope that you'll do that today if you never have. But what then? Those of us that know him and we say, man, I still need healing. There's still a lot of stuff going on in my life. What do I need to do for healing? There's still wounds. Maybe it is addiction. Maybe it's burnt bridges. Maybe it's rejection sickness or depression maybe some of you are carrying around a depressed heart right now and you say man there's no way out some of you, you have even bought into a lie maybe it's better off if i'm not even here i'm here to tell you that's a lie it's a lie straight from the devil himself and i believe jesus wants to heal now back to the story of naming it was a 
physical disease. Maybe yours is too, but maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's spiritual. I'm going to ask you for a big favor this morning. And that's the word trust. Trust is thrown around by a lot of folks, right? People ask you to trust them all the time that you've never met. Hopefully, if anything, you trust the fact that people out here are not perfect, but they love Jesus and they're trying to be like Him. Like when we read the Bible and see Jesus, that's a lot of people's goals out here. Not that we're some kind of Savior. Not. You're not some kind of Savior. But we want to emulate Christ. That when people look at us, they say something vaguely familiar about that. They've read it before and say, I see some qualities of the Spirit of God. That's what we hope. But make no mistake, everybody out here has wounds. Everybody is in need of healing. But I want you to trust me and ask this question. In fact, I want you to do it right now, God. Where do you want to bring healing in my life? You know, I have to say it out loud. He hears you from your heart, from your spirit. Where do you want to bring healing? What needs to be healed? Maybe you know and maybe you don't. But I want you to ask. And it's twofold. One, I believe He wants to heal. I believe He will. I believe He can. And then two, I believe this. God is not cruel hearted in the way of this. He may be bringing something to your mind of a past trauma right now. I want you to know that's difficult business. That's tough to walk through. Some of you got stuff buried so deep you say, I will never deal with that damn issue again. I will never, ever. You're not getting me there. I won't go to that place. Can I tell you this? The tenderness and compassion of Jesus is this. I promise you. Trust me on this. If He brings something to your mind's attention, He's doing it to heal. He's doing it to meet you there. He's doing it to try to bring growth, intimacy with Him. He's not bringing it up to shame you. He's not bringing it up to just say, you know what, I really want to piss you off today, so I'm going to bring up this past hurt. Uh, let's dig in here. Let's, let's bring all these things. He's doing it to bring about healing. I believe that. I believe that's the Father's heart. So if there's something now, I don't want you to stay in that place of like reliving a trauma. I want you just to know that He's bringing it up to bring healing to that place. Everybody with me on that this morning? As you're thinking, as you're processing, I want you to pray in that way. And so that's why we're asking that question this morning. Let's, let's continue on. So Naaman goes to Elisha. Again, horses, chariots. This is a man of importance. And how does Elisha greet him? I want you to picture the scene, right? Picture Ric Flair if you need to and all the robe. And he's walking out. And he's having a tough time keeping them alligators down. That's what Ric Flair says. And he gets to that place. He walks out there. He's got all these chariots and horses. He's got money. He's got shekels of silver and gold and clothes and all these things. And Elisha standing up in the window sees him. And what does he do? He sends out a servant. Go talk to him. I don't have time to talk to this guy, man. Like I'm, a, I'm in here working on something else, right? It's somebody else that God's got me doing something. So go out and tell him this. I do know this. This is what God said. And it says that this guy, he even gets to the point, it says that he storms off in the message mad as a hornet. You want him to come out to see me? I'm a big deal. Right? I arrived in style. I got look all these chariots and horses. 
I got everything. Let me tell you what, though. He was still a man in need of healing, right? He was a man of importance. He was a man of style. But he still needed healing. And he's there. And it says that Elisha sends a messenger. He doesn't go out. And in fact, later it says that Naaman was so angry. And he says, I thought surely he would come out to me. Can you see that? Listen, by the way, a man in need of healing, he needs something. And in the midst of his need, he's angry. Can't believe this guy wouldn't come out. Are you kidding me? I'm going to give you a spoiler alert this morning. As we go on in this story, I'm going to just about bet, like me, you will find yourself in Naaman's shoes and say, sounds kind of familiar. Think about that for a second. So Naaman is mad. I can't believe he wouldn't come out to me. Does he not know I'm a man of importance? Here's where I think the story applies so much to us. Listen to what else he says and keep this in mind. This is after, after a man needing healing goes to a man that he's been told, this guy's a man of God. And he goes and messages sent to him. All you got to do is go to the Jordan. Dip seven times, you'll be clean, you'll be whole. Was the man not wanting healing? That's what he went for, right? He needed healing. Listen, guys, do this for me. Everybody practice this. Everybody seen a bobblehead? You know what a bobblehead, big head, does like this, does like that? He needed healing, right? Do that with me. So I know you listen. All right, good. We got, we got people awake back there. So he needed healing. He goes to this guy, and the guy says, go dip in the Jordan seven times. You will be healed, and you will be clean and good as new. This is a man that's had to live his life in shame, walking by everybody saying, I'm unclean. And Elisha uses the word, you will be clean. Very important to a leper. Right? Very important. Because their whole life, they had to say, I'm unclean. Don't get near me. He was going to fix everything. But Naaman, when he hears it, says, I can't believe the dude didn't come out to me. I can't, I gotta go to the Jordan. Do you realize how dirty the Jordan is? Why didn't he say this river? Why didn't he say that river? Why didn't he say a host of other rivers? Why do I have to do that? And it says he storms off mad. And I tell you, man, thank God for his friends because it looks like he was just gonna storm off and say, I ain't dipping in the Jordan. I'm not doing that, right? I need healing, but not that way. Anybody tracking with me this morning? I ask you again, are you in need of healing? Do you want to be healed? This is a man that needed healing. He was given the prescription to be healed, and then he gets mad. He storms off. He says, I don't want it that way. I want to be healed, but I want it to be my way. He says, are, are not the other rivers better than all the waters of Israel? Why couldn't I do that? He wanted healing, but he wanted it his way. Sound familiar? You see, I asked the question, do you want healing? Do you want to be healed? Listen to what Naaman says. Here's what he really wanted. This is a guy who really wanted to be healed. I believe it because he made the trip he got in the chariots and horses. He went to the king and said, I need to be healed. I've heard there's a man that can do it. Will you send me with a letter? He's gone to pretty good lengths so far. The man tells him what to do, 
And then it says that he has a moment where he stands out there and says, he didn't even come down. I thought he would, listen, just wave his hand over me and it would be healed. That's all I want. I just need, I got other stuff to do. I I don't want to put in the work. I just want to be healed and go the other way. I can't get over the fact that he was literally told, like, I don't know if the messenger took out a piece of paper, you know, a, a piece of scroll from Elijah, or if he actually just delivered the message. But the messenger, when he says, listen, guy, I mean, appreciate you coming out. I love the chariots. I love the horses. Uh, Elisha's busy right now, but he said, if you'll take this caravan and go dip seven times, you'll be healed. You'll be clean. And he's out there like a kid in Walmart that's not getting the toy they want. Pitching the fit said, I thought he would come out. I thought he would wave his hand over me. I thought everything would be fine. I'd be healed by now. I don't want to do this. Can I go to the other two rivers? Maybe some other river? Like, really? I got to go dip in the Jordan seven times? Thank God for his friends that come and said, he just asked you to dip in the water. Didn't he say you'd be healed? Like, isn't that what you're wanting? I pray that I can be this morning that God, this has been my prayer, that God would allow me to get out of the way this morning and be the friend that was the friends to Naaman and said, but think about what he said to do and go do that. Because he said you would be healed, right? That he said that if you would just do this, you would go and you would be healed. But he's still stuck on that part. I wish God, I wish he would just waved his hand and everything would have been taken care of. I want to share with you an unfortunate truth this morning. You may have encountered this. I know I have. But I'm just going to tell you the unfortunate truth. This is gospel truth. God is not bound by your convenience or your wants. He just doesn't work like that. In fact, I want to tell you the truth. Most of the time when we need healing, it's going to come in a way that we don't desire. I think we can be like Naaman in this. That I think if you're here this morning and saying, you know what? I need to be healed from this addiction. But I wish he would just wave his hand over and everything would be fine. Guys, I'm just here to tell you this morning, probably not going to happen that way. Here's what I know about Jesus. Listen to me. Go read the New Testament. I won't get into all of them. But I can tell you on like easy, just a few. There's some people that Jesus encountered said, get up and walk. They needed to walk. There's some people he goes, he says, do you want to be healed? And he waits for their faith to respond. There's one person he goes and he that's blind and he takes dirt and he takes spit. You remember that? And puts mud on his eye. Don't understand it, but that's what he did. There's other times that uh, a lady walks up and touches the hem of his garment. And he looks around and says, you're healed. There's other times that even people have said, because of the faith of you and your family, that person will be healed. It's not always the same prescription. So here's what I tell you this morning. With a heart of love, and I hope you hear this this morning. We all need healing. I don't know what area you need it, but I can tell you this. He's got a way out. I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you. I'm not Elisha. I I don't have that connection. I can't tell you. Michael, go down to Railroad Park and dip in that pond seven times and and whatever's going to be taken care of. I don't have that word from God. 
I, I can't come up to Ronnie and make mud and put it on his head and say, you know what? Ronnie, that, that mohawk's gonna fill out on the sides if I do that. I can't do it. I'm picking on him because that's my favorite hairstyle out here. I got this widow's peak and I told him I think I can do that one. I just can't do it on the sides. I grow my hair out, I look like a celebrity named uh, Paul Feinbaum or James Spann. Anybody know those two, right? Not a good look. I can't, I can't do that. But I can tell you this. Ask, seek, and walk. Ask Him. I need healing. I need healing. What's the way to healing? Some of you. He may say, you know that relationship you're in? It's going to have to go. You know that program somebody's been telling you about that's a you know, six-month program and you don't want to be away from everybody for six months? Go to that program. You know that job you've been wanting? That's not the one for you. Go to this place. I can't tell you what that is. All I can tell you, two things. Healing's probably not going to come in the way you draw it up and you need to follow what he says. But so much, so many of us are like Naaman. We get to that spot, we say, man, I need healing. I'm going to go. I know, I know the right place to go. And then when he tells us, we say, I don't really want it that way though. Right? So he may be like, I need healing from smoking. I've smoked cigarettes all my life. You know what? One of the unfortunate steps of that's going to be put cigarettes down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody wants to do that. I wish I could just keep smoking them and they were healthy for me. Not going to happen. Healing is very rarely going to come in the way that we draw it up. So I want to leave you with this thought this morning. Could it be that the healing you are desiring, that you're needing, that you're wanting, that you're the one standing in the way of? Maybe he's already given the answer and you just won't do it. Does that hit this morning? It did with me. Because I want to tell you, maybe, maybe, I, I'm not, listen, I'm not God. If you know him, he speaks inside. You, you just know, man, you hear that voice, okay? I can't explain that. I can't wrap my mind around it. Other times, he might have an individual that comes up and gives me a word that I need. Ronnie may come up and say something to me and I'll be like, you know what? Ronnie was speaking, but that was from God to me. Like he does that sometimes. Maybe you're listening to a song and God speaks through that. I don't know the way it will come, but could it be that you're the one that has been asking for healing, maybe for decades, and he's already told you the answer and you just won't do it? Maybe your Jordan experience the seven times, maybe it's already there. He's called you out to it, and you're the one that's mad as a hornet, kicking and screaming and saying this. I wish he'd just wave his hand over this. Go to him. Ask, seek, and walk. He'll give you the answer, I promise you. If you want healing, I promise you, he equally wants to give it to you. Now listen, I want to throw this out there in closing. Sometimes there's things that we will carry with us to the grave. This is not a perfect world. We are in a broken, sinful world. Hurt, sickness, I wish we could wish it all away. It's just going to be here, right? So some of that stuff, like it may be something Paul, like I think of him, he said he had this thorn in the flesh. We don't even really know what it was. Maybe it was something emotional. Maybe it was physical. Maybe it was both. But it, he carried it with him to the day he died. 
I can't wrap my mind around that, but I can tell you this, that if God is bringing things that need healing, more than likely he's wanting to heal that and he's made a way out, okay? Ask, seek, and walk. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. God, I just pray healing over this crowd this morning. I wish there was the power just to wave our hand over and fix everything. We can pray and we can ask God to remove things. And I believe you can do it that way. But more times than not, it's a way that we wouldn't draw up. More times than not, you're calling us to something like this man was called to. It may not be dipping in a physical river seven times, but it may be something that you're calling us to. That if we would just trust you. In fact, it may even seem strange. It may seem weird. But if we would just do what you're calling us to do, maybe healing comes in that form. So God, help us to get out of our own way to trust you, to trust others, to trust your word that says that you are a good father. So we seek you, we ask, we seek, and then from here we walk with you today and just say, show us the way. If you want to bring healing, show us the steps to take. Lead us in that direction. Father, it's only my prayer that everybody will follow. Start with me, that I'll follow you in the areas I need healing. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we need you. We pray your blessings over this crowd. Everything that's been said and done today and everything that's passed out, just extensions of your love for us. We thank you and we pray and we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys.